Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest, a four-part audio drama directed by Karen Heidelbach and recorded safely and remotely by a cast of talented actors from all across the United States, featuring original music by Garen Norquist. And now, Merced Shakespeare Fest presents The Tempest. Episode 3, Act 3, Scene 2. On another part of the island, Caliban leads Stefano and Trinculo on a tour. They are under the influence. Caliban is inebriated. Tell not me when the butt is out. We will drink water. Not a drop before. Therefore, bear up and boredom. Servant monster, drink to me. Servant monster? The folly of this island. They say forth but five upon this isle. We are three of them. If the other be brained like us, the state hotters. Drink, servant monster, when I bid thee. Thy eyes are almost set in thy head. Where should they be set else? He were a brave monster indeed, if they were set in his tail. <laughs> My man monster hath drowned his tongue in sack. For my part. The sea cannot drown me. I swam, ere I could recover the shore, five and thirty leagues off and on. By this light, thou shalt be my lieutenant, monster, or my standard. Your lieutenant, if you list. He's no standard. Mooncalf, speak once in thy life, if thou beest a good mooncalf. How does thy honor? Let me lick thy shoe. I'll not serve him. He's not valiant. Thou liest, most ignorant monster. I am in case to justle a constable. Why, thou debauched fish, thou. Was there ever man a coward that hath drunk so much sack as I today? Wilt thou tell a monstrous lie, being but half a fish and half a monster? Lo, how he mocks me. Wilt thou let him, my lord? Lord, quoth he, that a monster should be such a natural. Lo, lo, again? Bind him to death, I prithee. Trinculo, keep a good tongue in your head. The poor monster's my subject, and he shall not suffer indignity. I think, my noble lord, would thou be pleased to hearken once again to the suit I made to thee? Mary, I will kneel and repeat it. I will stand and so shall Trinculo. Ariel enters, invisible to the others. Caliban hears Ariel speaking and confuses the voice with Trinculo's. As I told thee before, I am subject to a tyrant, a sorcerer, that by her cunning hath cheated me out of the island. Thou liest! Thou liest, thou jesting monkey, thou! I would my valiant master would destroy thee. I do not lie. Trinculo, if you trouble him any more in his tail, by this hand, I will supplant some of your teeth. Why, I said nothing. Mum, then, and no more. Proceed. I say by sorcery she got this isle. From me she got it. If thy greatness will revenge it on her, for I know thou darest, but this thing dare not. Uh, that's most certain. 
Thou shalt be lord of it, and I'll serve thee. How now shall this be compassed? Canst thou bring me to the party? Yeah, yeah, my lord, I'll yield her thee asleep where thou mayst knock a nail into her head. Thou liest, thou canst not. What a pied ninny's this, thou scurvy patch. I do beseech thy greatness. Give him blows and take his bottle from him. When that's gone, he shall drink naught but brine, for I'll not show him where the quick freshes are. Trinculo, run into no further danger. Interrupt the monster one word further, and by this hand I'll turn my mercy out of doors and make a stockfish of thee. What? What did I? I... I did nothing. I'll go further off. Didst thou not say he lied? Thou liest. Do I so? Take thou that! As you like this, give me the lie another time. I, I did not give the lie. What are your wits bearing to? A pox on your bottle! This can sack and drinking do. A moraine on your monster, and the devil take your fingers. <laughs> now, forward with your tail. A pretty trinculo, stand farther off. Beat him enough. After a little time, I'll beat him too. Stand farther. Come, proceed. Why, as I told thee, tis a custom with her in the afternoon to sleep. There thou mayst brain her, having first seized her books. Or, with a log, batter her skull, or paunch her with a stake. Or, cut her windpipe with thy knife. Remember, first to possess her books. For without them, she's but a sod as I am nor hath not one spirit to command. All do hate her as rootedly as I. Burn but her books. And that, most deeply to consider, is the beauty of her daughter. She herself calls her a nonpareil. I never saw a woman, but only Sycorax, my damn, and she. But she is far surpassed Sycorax, as greatest does least. Is it so brave a lass? Aye, lord, she will become thy bed, I warrant, and bring thee forth, brave brood. Monster, I will kill this woman. Her daughter and I will be king and queen. Save our graces. And Trinculo and thyself shall be Vicaros. <laughs> Dost thou like the plot, Trinculo? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Give me thy hand. I am sorry I beat thee, but while thou livest, keep a good tongue in thy head. Within this half hour will she be asleep. Wilt thou destroy her then? Aye, on mine honor. This will I tell my mistress. Thou makest me merry. I am full of pleasure. Let us be jocund. Will you troll the catch you taught me but while air? At thy request, monster. I will do reason any reason. Come on, Trinculo, let us sing. 
flout him and scout him and scout him and flout him. Thought is free. That is not the tune. Ariel, still invisible, plays the tune on their pipe, surprising Stefano and the others. What is the same? This is the tune of our catch, played by the picture of nobody. If, if thou beest a man, show thyself in thy likeness. If thou beest a devil, take it as thou list. Forgive me my sins. He that dies pays all debts. I defy thee. Mercy upon us. Art thou afeard? No, monster. Not I. Be not afeard. The isle is full of noises, sounds, and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices that, if I had waked after long sleep, would make me sleep again. This will prove a brave kingdom to me, where I shall have my music for nothing. When Prospera is destroyed. That shall be by and by. I remembered the story. The sound is going away. Let's follow it and after do our work. Lead, monster, we'll follow. I would, I could see this taborer. He lays it on. Wilt come? I'll follow, Stefano. The revelers journey off to find Prospera's lodgings. Act three, scene three. On another part of the island, we find the ship's other castaways. The King Alonzo and his entourage, Sebastian, Antonio, Gonzalo, and Adriana. After trudging through the island's difficult terrain looking for the King's son, the lost Ferdinand, Gonzalo, the old lord, speaks first. I can go no further, sir. My old bones ache. By your patience, I needs must rest me. Old Lord, I cannot blame thee, who am myself attached with weariness to the dulling of my spirits. Sit down and rest. Even here I will put off my hope. He is drowned whom thus we stray to find, and the sea mocks our frustrate search on land. Well, let him go. Antonio and Sebastian speak quietly to one another out of earshot of the others. I am right glad that he's so out of hope. Do not, for one repulse, forgo the purpose that you resolved to effect. The next advantage we will take thoroughly. Let it be tonight. For now they are oppressed with travel. They will not, nor cannot, use such vigilance as when they are fresh. I say tonight, no more. What harmony is this? My good friends, hark! 
Marvelous, sweet music. Prospera enters from above, invisible, with several strange shapes bringing in a banquet. They dance about it with gentle actions of salutation and inviting the king and his company to eat. Prospera and the shapes depart as quickly as they appeared. Give us kind keepers, heavens. What were these? A living whimsy. Now I will believe that there are unicorns, that in Arabia there is one tree, the phoenix throne, one phoenix at this hour reigning there. I believe both. And what does else want credit come to me, and I'll be sworn tis true. Travelers never did lie, though fools at home condemned them. If in Naples I should report as now, would they believe me? If I should say, I saw such islanders, for certain these are people of the island, who, so they are of monstrous shape, yet note, their manners are more gentle kind than of our human generation. You shall find many, nay, almost any. Prospera speaks to herself, unseen by the king's party. Honest lord, thou hast said well, for some of you there present are worse than devils. I cannot too much muse the expression of such shape, such gesture, and such sounds. Praise in departing. They vanish strangely. No matter, since they have left their viands behind, for we have stomachs. Will it please you taste of what is here? Not I. Faith, sir. You need not fear. When we were boys, who would believe that there were mountaineers do that like bulls, whose throws had hanging at them wallets of flesh? Or that there were such men whose heads stood in their breasts, which now we find each putter out of five for one will bring us good warrant of? I will stand to and feed, although I will feed last, no matter... Brother, my lord the duke, stand to and do as we. With a terrible sound, Ariel enters, claps her wings thunderously, and the banquet vanishes. You are three men of sin, whom destiny, that hath to instrument this lower world and what is in't, the never-surfeited sea hath caused to belch you up. And on this island where man doth not inhabit, you amongst men being most unfit to live. <laughs> I have made you mad, and even with such like valor, men hang and drown their proper selves. Alonzo and Sebastian draw their swords in anticipation of needing to defend themselves from the mysterious Ariel. You fools! I and my fellows are ministers of fate, the elements of whom your swords are tempered. May as well wound the loud winds, or with besmocked at stabs, kill the still closing waters, as diminish one dowel that's in my plume. 
my fellow ministers are like invulnerable. If you could hurt, your swords are now too massy for your strengths and will not be uplifted. But remember, for that's my business to you, that you three from Milan did supplant good Prospera, exposed unto the sea, which hath requited she and her innocent child, for which foul deed the powers delay, not forgetting, have incensed the seas and shores, yea, all the creatures against your peace. Be of thy son, Alonzo, they have bereft, and do pronounce by me lingering perdition, worse than any death can be at once, shall step by step attend you and your ways, whose wraths to guard you from, which here in this most desolate isle else falls upon your heads, is nothing but heart sorrow and a clear life in Ariel vanishes with the thunder and the shapes return, dancing and humming, mocking the hungry castaways. Prospera speaks but is not heard by the mortals. Bravely the figure of this harpy has thou performed my Ariel. A grace it had, devouring. Of my instruction hast thou nothing baited in what thou hadst to say, so with good life and observation strange, my meaner ministers their several kinds have done. My high charms work, and these mine enemies are all knit up in their distraction. They now are in my power, and in its fits I leave them. While I visit young Ferdinand, whom they suppose is drowned, and my loved darling. The king's party seems almost hypnotized, confused and altered by the previous events. In the name of something holy, sir, why stand you in this strange stare? Oh, it is monstrous, monstrous. Methought the billows spoke and told me of it. The winds did sing it to me and the thunder. Deep and dreadful organ pipe pronounced the name of Prospera. It did base my trespass. Therefore, my son in the ooze is bedded, and I'll seek him deeper than air plummet sounded, and with him there lie mudded. Alonzo rushes off in search of his son. But one fiend at a time. I'll fight their legions or I'll be thy second. Sebastian and Antonio quickly follow Alonzo. All three of them are desperate. Their great guilt, like poison given to work a great time after, now begins to bite their spirits. I do beseech you that are of suppler joints, follow them swiftly and hinder them from what this ecstasy may now provoke them to. Follow, I pray you. All follow in various paces of pursuit of the king. 
Act 4, Scene 1. Our story now leads us back to Prospera's island camp with Miranda and Ferdinand, where Prospera gives permission for the coming marriage of Ferdinand and her daughter. If I have too austerely punished you, your compensation makes amends. For I have given you here a third of mine own life, or that for which I live, who once again I tender to thy hand. All thy vexations were but my trials of thy love, and thou hast strangely stood the test here. Before heaven I ratify this my rich gift. O Ferdinand, do not smile at me that I boast her of, for thou shalt find she will outstrip all praise and make it halt behind her. I do believe it against an oracle. Then as my gift and thine own acquisition worthily purchased, take my daughter. But if thou dost break her virgin knot before all sanctimonious ceremonies may the full and holy rite be ministered, no sweet aspersion shall the heavens let fall to make this contract grow. But barren hate Sour-eyed disdain and discord shall bestrew the union of your bed with weeds so loathly that thou shalt hate it both. Therefore take heed, as Hymen's lamps shall light you. As I hope for quiet days, fair issue, and long life with such love as tis now, the murkiest den, the most opportune place, the strongest suggestion, shall never melt mine honor into lust to take away the edge of that day's celebration. Fairly spoke. Sit then and talk with her. She is thine own. What? Ariel! My industrious servant, Ariel! What would, my potent madam? Here I am. Thou and thy mina fellows your last service did worthily perform. <clears throat> and I must use you in such another trick. <sighs> Go bring the rabble over whom I give thee power here to this place. Incite them to quick motion, for I must bestow upon the eyes of this young couple some vanity of mine art. It is my promise, and they expect it from me. Presently? I with a trick. Before you can say come and go and breathe twice and cry so, so, each one tripping on his will be here with mop and mow. Do you love me, madam? No? Dearly, my delicate Ariel, <sighs> do not approach till thou dost hear me call. Huh. Well, I conceive. Look thou be true. Do not give dalliance too much the rein. The strongest oaths are straw to the fire the blood. Be more abstemious, or else, good night, your vow. I warrant you, the white-cold virgin snow upon my heart abates the ardor of my liver. Well, now come, my Ariel. Bring a corollary rather than want a spirit. Appear and pertly. No tongue, all eyes. Be silent. Mm. The light changes and we hear the sounds of goddesses approaching. First, Iris, goddess of messengers and rainbows, summons Ceres, the goddess of the hearth, who then summons Juno, the goddess of Rome and marriage, and whatever else she likes. 
Iris speaks first, followed by Ceres and then Juno. Ceres, most bounteous lady, thy rich lees of wheat, rye, barley, vetches, oats, and peas, thy turfy mountains where live nibbling sheep and flat meads thatched with stover, them to keep thy banks with piand and twill brims, which spongy apple at thy hest be trims, where thou thyself dost air, the queen of the sky, whose watery arch and messenger am I, bids thee leave these, and with her sovereign grace here on this grass plot in this very place, to come and sport her peacocks fly amain, Approach, rich Ceres, her to entertain. Hail, many-colored messenger, that ne'er dost disobey the wife of Jupiter, who, with thy saffron wings, upon my flowers, diffusest honey drops, refreshing showers, and, with each end of thy blue bow, dost crown my bosky acres and my unshut down, rich scarf to my proud earth, why hath thy queen summoned me hither to this short grass green? A contract of true love to celebrate, and some donation freely to estate on the blessed lovers. Tell me, heavenly bow, if Venus or her son, as thou dost know, do now attend the queen, since they did plot the means that dusky dis my daughter got, her and her blind boy scandal company I have forsworn. Of her society be not afraid. I met her deity cutting the clouds towards Paphos and her son dove drawn with her. Here thought they to have done some wanton charm upon this man and maid, whose vows are that no bedright shall be paid till Hymen's torch be lighted, but vain. Mars' hot minion is returned again. Her waspish-headed son has broke his arrows, swears he will shoot no more but play with sparrows and be a boy right out. Highest queen of state, great Juno comes. I know her by her gate. How does my bounteous sister <laughs> go with me to bless this twain that they may prosperous be and honored in their issue? Honor, riches, marriage blessing, earth's increase, long bounty continuance, continuance and, and increasing. Vines and clustering Hourly bunches joys growing, be still upon you. Birth and bowing. Spring comes in the very end of harvest. You. Scarcity and want shall shun you. Cirrus's blessing so is on you. This is a most majestic vision, and harmoniously charmingly. Uh, may I be bold to think these spirits? Spirits, which by mine art I have from their confines called to enact my present fancies. Oh, let me live here ever. So rare a wandered mother and a wife makes this place paradise. Sweet now, silence! 
Juno and Ceres whisper seriously. There's something else to do. Hush and be mute or else our spell is marred. You nymphs called naiads of the wind ring brooks with your sedged crowns and ever harmless looks. Leave your crisp channels and on this green land answer your summons. Juno does command. Come temperate nymphs and help to celebrate a contract of true love be not too late. You sunburnt sicklemen of August weary, come hither from the furrow and be merry. Make holiday, your rye straw hat put on, and these fresh nymphs encounter every one in country footing. Nymphs and reapers enter at Iris's request. They dance above the lovers. Prospera suddenly remembers Caliban's plot. I had forgot that foul conspiracy of the beast Caliban and his confederates against my life. The minute of their plot is almost come. Well done! Avoid! No more! This is strange. Your mother's in some passion that works her strongly. Never till this day saw I her touched with anger so distempered. You do look, my son, in a moved sword as if you were dismayed. Be cheerful, sir. Our revels now are ended. These are actors. As I foretold you, we're all spirits and are melted into air, into thin air. And like the baseless fabric of this vision, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the solemn temples, the great globe itself, ye all which it inherits shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. We are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. My brain is troubled. Be not disturbed with my infirmity. If you be pleased, retire unto myself and there repose. A turn or two I'll walk to still my beating mind. We, we wish, wish you, peace. you peace. Come with a thought, I thank thee. Ariel, come! Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest. This week's cast featured Heike Hambly as Prospera, Rachel Batisti as Miranda, Krista Joy Serpa as Ariel, Tracy Sprague as Caliban, Kyle Holman as Ferdinand, Travis Blancett as Stefano, Briston Jones as Trinculo, David Hambly as Alonzo, Harker Hale as Sebastian, Sean Overton as Antonio, Aaron Isaacs as Adriana, Alejandro Gutierrez as Gonzalo, Karen Heidelbach as Iris, Aaron Isaacs as Juno, Claudia Bohm as Ceres, and Karen Heidelbach as the narrator. This production was recorded mostly live online. 
If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please subscribe to the channel so you can get regular updates as new episodes and future projects are released. You can find out more about Merced Shakespeare Fest and how you can support Shakespeare in the community at mercedshakespearefest.org or follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Merced Shakespeare Fest Presents is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. For more great arts-based podcasts, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all for this week, but we'll see you next week as we find out what happens in the fourth and final episode of Merced Shakespeare Fest Presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest. Mm -hmm.